process naturally one keeps bumping up against conundrums and this is all the way it should be you know, as you start to clear the surfaces some of these more deep-rooted questions about life, meaning, direction what happens next and so forth starts to have the room to arise conundrums, dilemmas, uncertainties and uh, so these aren't things you just kind of okay, knock that one off the list sorted that out (laughs) so this is kind of a process it's not a it's not a rational exercise otherwise you'd have done it by now <laughs> yeah. well, certainly what helps I find is uh, the cultivating of the Brahma Vihara yeah. so this is because this is a all-inclusive yeah. so people concerned for people feel regret about people feel guilty about things we did wrong things we wish we could do uncertainties about our relationships what we're going to be and do and this is always you see what happens there you've got the division and one conceives oneself to be a separate person and there's a world around me that I've got to try and work with and that is a, not really a, a paradigm that you can resolve in terms of this Dhamma process as soon as you conceive yourself to be a separate person you're already kind of off track <laughs> who is this separate person? Yeah. Now, worldly terms, we all clearly do that. We've got names and identities and addresses and so forth. But that's just nama, naming, that's designation. That's a, that's a world of reality that never gets resolved. And it's not true. You know, you just think it purely, in any sense... Like we're not separate from the air around us, otherwise we'd be dead. <laughs> we're inhaling and exhaling. Yeah, we're taking food from life, planet. Not separate from that. All the people who've affected us, touched us, annoyed us, yeah. made us feel hurt, people have enjoyed. It all happened. They've all shaped and affected. So in this heart, extends beyond the sense of me extends to everything the heart's been involved with so the the citta doesn't live as a separate entity it's not really an entity at all but it's a sense and it's always it's always relational uh, so it could be me and my body you know, it can be something like me and my thought there's kind of a twosome to it mm. and whenever we entertain that twosome we say well I'm going to stop my thought or I'm going to change it no you've already no it doesn't work like that you know we have to you know, change to a different 
gear. So we meet, all things meet in the Brahma Vihara. And uh, the energy of this place is called suffusions. It's like something that, like steam, you know, or like mist or like vapor, just, it's not two entities. It's a suffusion, the heart suffuses all everything within it, you know, all the apparent entities within it suffuses all of it with goodwill. So certainly we can recognize that uh, in order way of conceiving things, a shadow falls between us, between me and my father, between me and my daughter. I'm worried, I don't feel resolved. Um, between people I knew five years ago, I think that was a bit of a mess. There's a shadow there, things we're not, you know, we, we recognize that's a ripple of anxiety or worry or something. That's the shadow. Mm. Yeah. So we just kind of have to include all of that so that shadow does dissolve. Because all these senses of worry and guilt and anxiety and regret, enmity and bitterness, they're all kind of blocked energies of, a, of something that should, it was, if it was not blocked, it would just be love. You know. it would be, that's what it is. Love is unblocked heart energy. It doesn't mean liking. It just means everything's, there's no, you know, resisting and no, None of this friction that can occur. This is the heart consciousness. So we begin with that, and the sense is if one lingers in that, stays in that, and you just invite beings into that vihara, and some of the trying to sort them out or fix that stops and just invite them in at some distance however it's a big vihara just putting aside the uh, fear, worry, guilt, regret, anxiety I don't want to hurt I might hurt, I have been hurt all that potential wounding feelings and then that, as you put that aside as naturally that what happens is the energy turns into something kind of more loving goodwill now as a practice so one should you know return to this place um, this vihara many times and uh, the sense is if you if you return there that gradually by itself has the effect in steadying the heart from there we can begin to ideas pop up as to what what we can do if we can to resolve 
our dilemmas. And it's always, when you come to the conditioned world of sense consciousness, you realize it's just what you can. Because <laughs> that's that level is always fragmented. It's always fragmented. That's its nature. But you don't have to believe yourself to be a fragment. So, the heart level, there is no... You know, that can be resolved. So when we enter, you know, build the Vihara, what this is, just clear away, you know, the wounding, the, the will, or the that which activates. It doesn't mean we feel completely comfortable, we're just not going to keep blaming or criticizing or wounding ourselves or others. Uh, so then that's outside, and then we kind of establish that place. And the uh, f- first thing is to just invite in through the door you know, the recollection of the good that has arisen for me, sense of gratitude. Uh, can be for people, can be for occasions, situations that have arisen. Wow, that was beautiful. It came to me. Mm. So we practice like that. Just what what has arisen for me? The meetings, the conversation, the events, the beings, and taking in that sense of being blessed and what it feels like. Yeah. You dwell upon it. If I dwell upon it, it uh, doesn't take long before the heart overflows. It starts to. Life continually blows me away, actually. So you can bring to mind specific people, or when you set up that that theme and then invite in those who have benefited me or occasions where I've received the blessings. felt like, feels like. This reminds us the events of 20 years ago are not past. Jitta doesn't exist in terms of time. Events of 20 years ago can still have that and I can feel grateful for Gautama the Buddha I never saw. It's still, I still get the sense almost 
blown away by what's been offered to me by that person. When this enters and you take it in, pretty soon, as it's a sense of the fruition, if you, if you can get it, you can really sense what I'm talking about, taking it into your heart. Pretty soon there comes a sense of wants to give something back. And that's how the process starts. You breathe in, process kindles and then the feeling of that metta that goodwill quality wants to expand yeah. you take it in it wants to expand so that's 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 the chemistry of it and it is a need It's a need to be able to express one's goodwill anyway. Generosity, sharing, compassion, doesn't matter. And then we can invite once we've entered that domain where it's just in something the sense of your identity doesn't really matter anymore because it's the same place in the heart for everyone in time time to invite others or your perceptions of others the ones who crop up perhaps today either physically around us or in our memories our concerns just one at a time or coming in and that sense of extending goodwill an extension of this can be in terms of compassion and compassion is the way we transmute and transform our worry and anxiety that shadow disappears
movement called mudita, sense of uh, appreciation, gratitude, gladness. Uh, so we actually acknowledge and make conscious and express to others their goodness. It's a clunky phrase, but I really appreciate that. You know, you give people back to themselves, you let people know how you've been touched or affected in a positive way. You can't always do that verbally, but you do it in your heart. Maybe you'll find a time to do it verbally. At least you won't miss the occasion. Because if you set up this attitude, that means when the occasion is available, you do remember. Uh, yeah, to you know, to give people back, mirror their goodness. This is one of our gifts we can give to each other because we don't see it ourselves. This is a very healing and uh, strengthening quality. Mudita, I see you. Uh, I'm gladdened by you or by this aspect. Equanimity, it's a sometimes difficult place to find, but it's that not giving up, (laughs) remaining heartful presence through the ups and downs, not giving up, not withdrawing. Sometimes we can change things, sometimes we can't change. Uh, some things are really disappointing, gladdening, things, beings and energy shift, remain steady in the midst of that. It's also helpful as a kind of a balancing sense. So, better than praise is equanimity. uh, Praise you can't keep going for. Not everything that everybody does is praiseworthy. (laughs) But equanimity covers it all. And it means I'm, I'm not, you know, perhaps more valuable than just congratulations in the sense of through good, 
through bad, through confusion, through joy, you know, stay present with that. So you're creating a very open emotional space, heart space, and it allows things to change. Equanimity. And again, with all these cultivations, you find the one that you can manage. You've got to get the door open, first of all. A sense of acknowledgement of the times when others picked me up, uh, when someone shone the light to me. When someone reached out to me and how that felt, when someone actually trusted me or included me, how that felt, how honored I felt. He opened the door. That's there you're already kind of overcoming the sense of separateness because that experience is is not separate is it you know it's me and you moment when that met there's moments when it doesn't but there's moments when that meets in the heart let me linger there Linger there. And the energy turns to what to what we can bring forth. 